Good, 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 good. Okay, so what are we going to talk about today, brother? Today we're going to talk about what's in it for me. Ah, that well-known radio station. Yeah, okay. All right. So, where do we kick off? Uh, I don't know. What's WIIFM? What's in it for me? I think I think the the importance of that with with dealing with customer certainly dealing with customer communications and messaging is 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 we have to understand this this concept that it's it's what's in it for the customer and right. also we we have to realize just how important that is so if we have a, a long form communication say a corporate video or brochure. Um, or an article or anything really, uh, I would champion that, that we have to start off with, with what's in it for the customer. So what's in it for me? We have, we, attention is, is the, is the currency. We, we have got that focus at the start and we can't squander it. So we haven't got enough time to say we founded back in 1974, you know, we're award winning. We have to immediately get into the, the into the promise. Or the what's in it for me right. from the customer's perspective. Right. I think I think it's yes. Okay. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think this is crucial. Do so you think it's crucial? Why? I, I think it's crucial. Well, I, I tell you why. Particularly, it's, it's always been crucial that uh, obviously in if you, if you're really serious about selling a product or service, uh, it's pretty sensible to um, uh, try to help the customer quickly to understand what's in it for them and to do it on their behalf, if you like, rather than simply trying to flog stuff, so to speak, for the sake of it. No, I think I think the tenor of what you're going to say is is about the communication cutting, cutting through. Yeah, well, the, the, what it is it, it, at the moment, um, once upon a time, once upon a time, not very long ago, we used to be able to do sales sales was all about frequency of contact with customers and uh, and, and and prospects so reach and frequency was what mattered and keep reminding you know i'm going to keep reminding these customers that i'm here i'm here i'm here and that worked back then because there wasn't an awful lot of there wasn't this great mass of traffic but as the level of of, of traffic online, online resources gone, uh, it's gone through the roof. It's gone through the roof and it's gone up into, into space. You know, we yeah. are a big time. So no longer is it sufficient just to try to communicate frequently. It's not, the point is don't try and communicate unless you've got something worth saying, which, which is adding value. Right. In that communication. And, and so what's in it on this occasion, when I try and make contact or reach out to this particular customer or prospect, what value are they going to get from it? And if they're not going to get any value, forget it. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think you're, uh, well, obviously I, I believe you to be right. I, I think the thing is that people just, there is such, um, a competition for their attention that they're only focused. They're only, they only pick up the, the, the value that's in it for them. So, it's, it's, for instance, if I started, if my dog was here and I was starting to talk about how a new service of uh, going uh, walking. Uh, so, mm-hmm. w- w- so this is a new company that provides walking services 
yeah, in the lakes so, and uh, and uh, there's a tailored um, exercise plan with calorific content and things. But at the end of the day, we manage we you know we manage your dinners. Uh, my dog is actually only going to hear walking and dinners. That's the part yes. of the message that they yeah. that they hear from it. They, yeah. they, the, the, the what's in it for me. Mm. And I think that we that that, that it's, it's incumbent on us to 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 actually get to the heart then of what those values are, which which means that that you have to think really about put yourself in the customer's shoes and think what is the value that they get from it. You know, not how does our, my product work. Which yeah. I think is another common mistake. Yeah. But the one thing is what's in it. What's yeah. in it for me? Yeah. But this actually is interesting because. Uh, what's in it for me is is what revitalized the whole sales process of recent years with you know an emphasis very often away from transactional selling to consultative selling or even to sort of higher level strategic selling and things like which, which people have heard a lot about you know things like the challenger sale the challenger sale is very much about uh and, and we are strong proponents of this, adding value at every step. You're actually, the information you provide, the way you provide it, it always must add value because that's the way you will build your customer's trust in in what you're doing and ultimately succeed. So it, it, it is fundamental to to the whole process. Yeah, that's kind of like the right message to the right person at the right time. That's a strong, exactly yes, a strong, yes. a strong part of that. And I think, yeah. I think one of the things that sometimes people say about about what's in it for me, uh, and I think they get concerned about the about the selfishness of of that uh, of that. Uh, but I think that's inherent. Um, humans are are goal seeking organisms, so we we'll, we are looking out to the environment all the time for clues to where to find resource so mm. i think that's that's really what it what it harks to so you know the a strong message um what's in it for me that really taps into what the, what they actually need right right uh, no that makes sense that makes sense so it's a very fundamental it's an evolutionary thing uh, we are picking up on real fundamental human development here i suppose yes it is it is Absolutely. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, from obviously, the, 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 you, if your if your products pre pre serving a very elemental human need like uh, food, selling a sandwich, I'm hungry, therefore I, I, I eat. Then, I mean, that's 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 fairly that's fairly straightforward. But obviously, if we look at uh, we're back to Maslow's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, um, there are some products and services which where the what's in it for me is not an immediate immediate visceral thing, such as as uh, stating a need of of, uh, of of hunger, it may right. well be an right. emotional need. It may yeah. well be one for esteem. It may be well one a connection to other people in a tribe. Sure. There's a whole range of things, and I, I guess that that's one of the challenges I think is for the business to flesh out exactly what what the what's in it for me could be. Yes, fair point. Fair point. So. Uh, but that raises the whole issue of, of how do you do it? You know, if you're, if, how well, do you approach you can it? Either, well, you can either stick your finger in the air and guess, which I don't think is a good one. You can obviously make up educated guesses, but, and of course, we would champion the use of AI, by which we mean actual intelligence and speaking to the customer. 
of listening to the customer and what they and what they actually say. So, right. uh, you, I mean, I, I suppose you could tell us a bit, David, about about that about that approach. Well, yeah, um, it, it, it's it's intriguing, isn't it? I, I, just before I, I do, I, I thought there's one example that I, I have used frequently. Uh, which uh, just to my mind sums up this issue, another aspect of this what's in it for me right. uh, issue. Uh, before we, we come on to that, uh, uh, and it relates to why we talk to customers as well, which is how, how you interpret the value that is going on. And that's a silly little story in a way, a funny little story of um, uh, in the autumn of 1888, uh, Van Gogh, the artist, Vincent Van Gogh, uh, wrote to his brother, Theo, who was a kind of um, ally and agent and helpmate, yeah, yeah. And, and Theo Theo was really with him. And that summer, as it happened, um, Van Gogh had started painting his sunflowers pictures. He painted right. the first two or three of the series of yeah. sunflowers. And he wrote rather pleadingly and rather sadly to his brother saying, almost literally, I'm paraphrasing slightly, but I hope that one day, one day, people might think that one of these paintings is worth more than the price of the paint. Mm. And that was it. And sadly, you know, um, Van Gogh died a couple of years after that, and, and he never actually saw the great fruits of his labor. All the more astonishing, therefore, that in 1987, one of those images uh, sold at auction for $39.85 million. Mm. So this is, a, this is a point, and we'll come back to this, I'm sure, again and again, probably, of what's the value? Where does the value lie? And value isn't all money, obviously. The, yeah. the, the reason somebody paid nearly $40 million for a picture... Uh, is why you know what what's all that about what's the value and it it can only be the value to the customer so it, it it's it's a satisfaction of a need by that customer for yeah. in this case for uh recognition um you know he's making a statement really isn't well, he? well i suppose there could be a lot of there could be a lot of uh different variables of issues of why 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 it came to that yeah yeah i've, I've been yeah. able to acquire this great work of art um you, I'm, cementing, it, yeah. I'm cementing the value of my assets there's a whole range there and i suppose that's why we must speak to the customer to find exactly. this out exactly exactly the the customer is the ultimate i was going to say the only arbiter really uh, certainly the ultimate arbiter of the value of anything that you're trying to provide for them. The absolute arbiter. It is a totally subjective view. Uh, and therefore, if you don't go and stick a toe in the water, so to speak, to test what, what, what's this person, what, what kind of turns them on? What, when, when you say what's in it for you, in this case, what is, you're looking at the particular things that, that influence them, that, that drive them, that have an emotional resonance with them and all of that. And that's why when, I, I think this is very, a very crucial point because, uh, back in, I, I 
probably said this before, back in the 1970s, when the idea, the concept of the value proposition was first put forward uh, by a chap called Michael J. Lanning, who operates out of Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Mike Lanning, uh, he, he said, you know, the value in a value proposition is the value in the customer's experience. It is not specifically not the value in the product or service. So you, unless you relate with your customer in a value conversation, mm-hmm. you're lost in, in, in a sense. You may hit lucky. It's, it's kind of just spray shot. You know, it, it, it's the difference between uh, a rifle shot a rifle sniper shot to hit a target. Uh, and as, as you know, we conduct one, one of the things that most excites uh, our customers always, our clients, is uh, are the outputs of customer value audits. Yeah. That's what get, really gets, they, they are astonished usually, frankly astonished at what comes back from their own customers. They've been blithely, you know, oh, this is what we sell, you know, so yes. buy some. Uh, and then they find, hang on, no, ooh, they're not quite thinking of it in the way we are. Uh, and, uh, ooh, yeah, they're we, not, we, not, not valuing the same things or, or putting the same, the same value on it. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I'm, you know, you know me. One of my favorite, uh, things again is, is from Peter Drucker, uh, probably the most famous of the 20th century management gurus. Uh, Drucker said, the customer never buys what the supplier sells. And for a long time, I, I sort of thought, hang on, that's a bit over the top. You know, never? You know, surely. Uh, but actually, the more time has gone on, the more convinced I am that Drucker was absolutely right. And it, it is the match, the fit between what is bought and what is sold has almost universally been off, not quite matching up, not aligning. Yeah. Uh, but you can bring it into alignment, particularly now uh, in, in today's world alignment is at last possible which is a very interesting uh, development and one that we you know uh, we focus on quite a lot excellent yeah no look i, I agree so just so just to re so just to recap it's vital then that, that, that a business really understands what's in it for me from the perspective of the customer yep. and understands that those needs um, are, are maybe more than just basic elemental needs. There may be emotional and other 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 needs, and that they must communicate that. Exactly, exactly so. Uh, and and it, it makes life in it makes business life, if you like, much more interesting. Apart from anything else, uh, particularly in the kind of world that we now occupy. And if you think about it, you know, businesses, we, we hear an awful lot uh, these days, quite understandably and rightly, about people go on about business purpose. The the implication yeah. that you it's no good any longer, you know, just to say, oh, we make we make matchsticks or, uh, you know, we make soap powder. 
or, or whatever. You've got to have some purpose behind it. And if you think about it, if you're going to have value clarity with a customer, you've got to tap into this value layer. So to be able, maybe it's to do with a, a very broad one that, that probably most people these days would buy into would be sustainability. Mm-hmm. You know, if there are two choices of a product or a service side by side, and I can identify that one is in some way more sustainable than the other, that gives it a real competitive edge because the what's in it for the customer, those who are concerned about sustainability, that that will be of course the box uh, will be ticked. Yeah, and I, and I think obviously there's 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 a whole range of. Um, of, of, of potential cust- customers within within any with, within any product. So if we take, for instance, a customer who has a, a direct need to transport stuff, let's just say they need a bag. Well, there's a I was champion that there's a world of difference between a, a, a Hessian sustainable bag for life and and a, a a bag produced by Louis Vuitton. Good point. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. although they, uh, although they're transporting the goods, the, the, the Louis Vuitton person is is wanting something else, perhaps. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. It's an interesting example because I, as, although we specialise, you know, we we focus and our lives are based on understanding customers and customer value. Uh, the the extent to which people will spend uh, large amounts of money on a bag actually does amaze me. I think that's just what has to show that, 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 that we're not understanding fully then what's in it for them. Exactly. So, exactly. so, so that's why this Precisely. exercise needs to be done. Exactly so. Exactly so.